Hey guys, and welcome back to Wine with Dummies. I'm Lainey, and this is Megan. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about how to evaluate wine, which I think is that what... That sounds scary. It does. It sounds very scary. Oh my gosh. We're not Robert Parker out here with a 100-point scale. We are talking about when, you know, you're at a dinner party and someone pours you a glass of wine and everyone, you know, stuffs their nose in it and they tell you what they smell. We're going to teach you how to do that, but like in a fun, yeah, because... super easy way. Here's the big thing. If you take nothing away else from this episode, I want you to take away this, and that is there are no wrong answers. Never, ever, ever, ever be afraid to say something. Our professor who teaches us about wine here in um, California, he is a master sommelier. He was one of the 20 ever first certified. He is an amazing, incredible man, and he, like, he lets us say the most off-the-wall things smelling wine. I told him one time that I thought I smelled like latex gloves. Uh, one time someone said shower curtains and some girl in our class even said she smelled raccoon. And our professor was like, yeah, it does kind of smell like raccoon. He said, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, and so there, if you think it's stupid, it's not stupid, I promise you. So, you know, take a deep breath, relax. It's scary sometimes, it is, but when you say it and the professor smiles at you, it's worth it. Oh, and he smiles like such a teddy bear. Like, his smile just warms my heart. Alright, so... When your grandpa's proud of you. Yeah, he, he's, defi he's definitely like that, like, he's, he's who I want my grandfather to be. Alright, so first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna pretend like you have wine in front of you. No, you don't need to have wine in front of you to learn how to do this. But it's suggested. But it is <laughs> definitely suggested to have a glass of wine. Actually, just an entire bottle with one of our podcasts. I mean, we You we need, need them. one of the chalice uh, wine glasses that you need to hold with them. They could, like, fill, like, a whole bottle. Like, yeah, wine bottle. yeah, they're the best. All right, so the first thing we're going to do, you have that glass of wine in front of you, hopefully. I, I, you can't do it through the bottle, sadly, man. You got you got to pour it into a glass, but... um. So, you have the glass of wine in front of you. The first thing that you're kind of in doing... In a clear glass. Yeah, please, like, please, please don't, don't have do color. color. Because you got to look at it. So, the only people who really care about the visual part is going to be other wine geeks. So, let's get the visual part as fast as possible, because like I said, only wine geeks are going to care about that. Perfect. So, when we talk about things like visual, we're talking about is the wine clear or is it cloudy? And that's a pretty self-explanatory thing. You either look at it and you like it looks like it's clear or it looks kind of hazy. It can hazy. be really tricky with uh, red wines because sometimes I think it's clear and other people say it's cloudy and it's just a deeper red and they confuse that Look with at the cloudy. surface, like the surface. If like, you look at the surface and you're like, it kind of looks like there's fog in it in a red wine. To the very beginning of the surface. Yeah, right. that's what you're looking at. You're looking at that top part of the surface for like a fogginess in red wine, and in white wine, you will know if your white wine is cloudy. Let me just say that. You'll know if your white wine is cloudy. It's most likely going to be an unfiltered one. Yeah, so there's multiple steps for us as, you know, wine majors, as sommeliers in training for the brightness of a wine, but for like general sake, is it dull or is it shiny? It's basically the two things that, like... And regular people look at for. At first, I was like, what do you mean? How can it be shiny? And then you just tilt the glass towards you 45 degrees? You, no. Just look straight down into the middle of the glass. <laughs> don't, you don't need to get the 45 degree angle. You don't need to pull out the protractor for that. Just look into the glass. Yeah, well, I think people know their basic 45 to 90 <laughs> degree angles, dude. Whatever. Whatever. High school. Okay. Okay, the concentration is um, white wine... You know, okay, just think of concentration. How I'm not, dark is it? Yeah, it's, it's just, can you read, like, if you hold the glass in front of a book, can you read through the, the wine? Yes or no? If you say, 
no, it's a dark, it's a deeper concentration. If you say yes, then it's a paler concentration. And if it's in the middle, then it's a medium concentration. Then you're gonna look at the color at the core and the color at the rim and whatever color you see, that's the color it is. So if you look at it and you're like, you know, this looks like just like dry straw. That's the color, just dry straw. And the main, the yellow colors are straw, yellow, gold, gold and amber. Yes, and then when you're looking at reds, reds do have, like, a lot more. It's, like, the purple, the ruby, whatever. But, like, if you look down you tell someone that it's, like, maroon, they're going to know what you mean. That's not a technical wine term, but, like, they're going to know what you mean. Mm -hmm. So, like, with color, it's just kind of what you see, what you get. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then viscosity, I think, is something that a lot of people talk about but have no idea what it truly means. So viscosity is, you know, when you're pretending to be, like, a really snobby wine person, you, like, swirl that wine glass around, and then, like, you look, and it looks like the sides of the glass are, like, bleeding down with, like, liquid. That's when we talk about viscosities. High viscosity is going to be the maple syrupy, like... And then, yeah, and low viscosity is like a lot water. of them. All right, so the next thing that you... So that's it. That's all you're looking for in the visual. Then we go to nose. So with the nose, the first thing you want to worry about, condition. Mm-hmm. There is one common flaw found in wine, and it's when the cork gets like a bacteria, a fungus. So a lot of times in like fancy restaurants, you'll hear people say, this wine is corked. Very rarely nowadays is wine corked. Because the only way for the wine to be corked is for that tree to have the... No, it's for the cork itself. That one specific cork gets a little bit of mold in it. I know, but sometimes it's from the tree in the whole batch of that cork, or sometimes the uh, cork gets the mold. But either mm. way, if the mold gets into the natural cork, the wine can be affected and be corked. Yeah. But now we're using synthetic and glass and screw, screw caps, caps and cans. And cans, so we're not having to worry about corked anymore because it's not getting that mold. Exactly. So that's, kind of, that's why people like pour you like a little taste first, just to make sure the wine's not spoiled. Oh, a corked wine smells like... Cardboard. Wet cardboard. Wet cardboard that someone smushed mushrooms onto. In, like, the inside of a, a bandage wrapper. Yeah. Like a band... Like, a, like, like, you'll know it's bad. Yeah, so if you have to question it, if you're like, I think maybe... It's not. It's not bad. It's just the smell of the grape is just a little bit earthier. It's got more of a fungus smell. And if you really don't know, ask someone else. But don't a don't ask them... If it smells like something, ask them what it smells like. Because otherwise you'll like. plant that idea in their brain. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what people talk about when they talk about corked. Okay, so the nose, you can try to tell how old a wine is. I'm not going to say you can guarantee it, but you can guesstimate. Like a range. You can, yeah. you can get a range. So the phrasing that we commonly use is youthful, evolving, mature, age, and oxidized. So youthful is like if you, like you know put your schnoz in there and it just smells like absolute fruit and just nothing but fruit it's a very youthful wine and then when you get to something like aged you smell like earth and wood and leather and tar cigar box stuff like that if a wine's oxidized it is way past its prime you missed the time to drink it it just it's i don't know how to describe an oxidized smell it's I think oxidized smells smell... It kind of smells like, like quartz, but... Volatile acid. Yeah. Like a nail polish remover. Yeah, I was going to say, it smells kind of like quartz if quartz, like, 
intensified, you yeah. know? It's, you would know it's bad. Yeah, you know that a wine is oxidized when it's oxidized. The person with the least amount of knowledge about wine would know it's bad because it's basic human nature. Yeah, it just, it smells like something you should not drink. Um, the next thing you want to look at is the intensity. So, like, I had to explain this to someone the other day, and I asked them, I was like, well, what, could you smell the wine? And they're like, well, I don't smell the wine, I just drink it. And I was like, okay, when you were pouring it into the glass, did you smell any of it? And they're like, well, yeah. I was like, so it has a medium intensity, but you could smell it when it's medium. You wouldn't say it's a high intensity because it's not bursting out of the glass, but it's not low where you have to stick your nose all the way in to smell something. Yeah. I would also, like, I would argue that intensity could also be if you smell it and right away, even if it's, like, a little harder to smell, but right away if you're like, oh, I smell peaches, plum, no, peaches, pears, apples. Uh, if you can apples, list things off. Yeah, if you can, like, bang through what you smell super quickly, I would say it's a high-intensity wine, even if it's, like, but that not also from far away. But is a fine line between intensity and complexity. Yeah, that is true. Because the complexity... Is also something you're gonna be looking for is like how many things can you actually smell in this wine? Are you listing off like item on item? Are you having a hard time figuring out which is which? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about probably the like main thing of why you're here. Yeah, why <laughs> you're drinking it to begin with. Thank you for helping me stick that landing really poorly, but I did it. Um, is alcohol in your wine. And that's not like when you like smell it and you're like <laughs> you're not gonna be like Dang, this smells like a vodka. No, that's no, that's not what that's not what we mean. And let me tell you, no high trained psalm is ever gonna be able to say yes. This has twelve point three five percent alcohol. Shut no. up. <laughs> uh, no, but like when you say high, low, it's like low, medium, and high alcohol. Like so, when you smell it, if like it kind of. I, I, I judge alcohol by if it, like, twinges my nose. Yeah. So, like, if I feel nothing, lower alcohol. If I'm like, oh, I can tell there's alcohol in it, medium. And if I smell it and I'm like, whoa, all right, there's that's an alcoholic wine, then I would say it's a high alcohol. Yeah. I feel like you kind of, you have to use your, like, nose and, like, your, like, what are those, like, nostril hairs, Scylla, whatever. Whatever's, whatever's up there, the smellers to your olfactory. Those little smellers, yeah. The smellers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The smeller hairs. Um, gross. Okay, so, uh, so, the thing that you're, like, smelling it for. We have... Yeah, what do you smell in it? We have three categories for this. Mm. Fruit, non-fruit, and then we can do earthy. Earthiness. Yes. So those are the three broad categories, and for there, we're gonna break it down. So the easiest, easiest way is if right in front of you, you have a white wine that you don't know, and you smell it, and you're like, wow, I think this smells fruity. Okay, great. What type of fruit? Apples. All right, and you're like, all right, now I think, well, that's, that's still further down, isn't it? Orchard fruit? Yeah, orchard fruit and then apple. Yeah, but no one's, no normal person's gonna go, oh, orchard fruit? That's no, true, I'm being pretentious, my bad. Apple, pear. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of a third one. So... <laughs> So they're gonna, yeah, so they'll be like, oh, it smells like apple. All right, which kind of apple? Because there's like a million and five kinds of apples. Not really, but does it smell like a Granny Smith? Does it smell like a Golden Delicious? Is it a pink lady? Is it a pink lady? 
that's it's that's what we mean. Or if like you're like, oh, it smells like a fruit, but I think it smells tropical. What kind of tropical fruit? It could be lychee. Lychee. Oh, that's a really common one. I I love lychee. But I think. not common for the normal person. So pineapple. Yeah. So another tropical fruit, pineapple, mango, uh, mango papaya. papaya. The only fruit that if you smell does not equal what you think it does is if you for some reason are like a super smeller and you just got like banana a, a, a million dollar insured nose <clears throat> um and you smell banana somehow banana is not a fruit flavor that we necessarily smell often it's just it's another form of smelling yeast in it yes. yeah did you say that's yeah accurate it is because the more contact the wine has on the yeast cells like, the in the barrel when it's aging. In, yeah, in the barrel when it's aging, um, the more of that banana smell you're going to get. So then the next category was what? Next category is non-fruits, which is going to be your vegetables, uh, your white flowers. Um, your veggies and your earthies. Yeah, your veggies and your earthies. So you start with vegetables, and you go, okay, is it fresh? canned or is it dried and so if I said you know I think this really smells like like some kind of canned vegetable what kind of canned vegetable is it gonna be green beans asparagus green olive black olive what black olive is commonly found in Syrah yeah so if you're smelling a red wine you're like dang I think this smells like olives you're not wrong you're not weird it's it's common mm -hmm. and then dried you it could smell like tea it can it I think it's really interesting when wines black smell like tea, tea leaves. Black tea leaves. Um, don't be afraid to say things like that, tobacco. Yeah, like don't be afraid to say things like potpourri, because like you know, yeah, potpourri is a lot of flowers, but it's also you can smell the flavor. Yeah, you know it. And then we have our earthies that are thing. Oh man, break down that earthy category. We got a lot here to unpack. Okay, well before we go earthy, I'm still going what you can eat, and you can have some nutty and caramelized. Yeah, but smell. I want, but that's that's more with like the oak. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, talk, we'll come back to those ones, which is why I wanted to go to Earthy's. Earthy. So Earthy is going to be, is it a moldy smell, which would signify if it's corked? Yeah, that's like if there's a fault in the wine, it's going to be kind of mold. And Earthy would be like a mushroom or a dusty dirty. Yeah, so um, dusty dirty, rocky chalky, like we talked about last you episode. Would smell like forest floor. Forest floor, um, it could smell like chalkboard. Graphite yeah. is commonly used. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, then we can go to floral. So yeah, so florals where that like potpourri, that white flower, violet comes in. Violet is really common. Use is honeysuckle. Honeysuckle. In white wine, honeysuckle is extremely common. So like if you go to like a and wine if tasting. If you don't know honeysuckle, it's a very common wildflower. You've probably smelled it before. Yeah, and it's like... If you go to a wine tasting and you're smelling a white wine and you want to sound super cool and someone's like, what are you smelling it? And you're like, I smell golden, delicious apples and honeysuckle. Like, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to be right. Like, honestly. Like, just, just throw buzzwords that sound right. If you're a demeanor and you say that, you're good. Oh, yeah. Gotta love your Gerties. So. Moment of silence for the Gertie. To <laughs> <laughs> the Gertie guys. <laughs> Holes for applause. Okay, and the last part we have here is going to be the part you get from the oak. So it'll be the nuttiness, the caramelized, the um, spice flavors, walnut, hazelnut, almonds um, scents, and you can also get like a honey, butterscotch, almost soy sauce 
um because soy sauce is a caramelized milk yeah so like we like um you probably know wine ages in barrels mm. and there's two kinds of barrels that wine ages in it ages in american barrels which specialize in those like if you have like a woodier taste to it so if it's like cedar um dill stuff like that that's that um that's that american oak coming in and then the french oak is um is where those baking spices that vanilla that butterscotch that caramel starts to come in i don't know why maybe it's because the french they're just so fancy and elegant it just seeps into they're their wildlife bitches. yeah bougie, bougie bitches over here over there i guess um okay the ogs palette this is the fun part okay so typically you do like your nose where you smell the wine uh first you know and then you do the palette if you do it second i wouldn't be upset no it, it's fine it's just typically people smell it before they drink it typically like even normal people a little sniff yeah so just because you smell something in the nose doesn't mean you're gonna taste it in the palette don't get too stuck on that. Like, if you smell it first and then you taste it and, like, you swore you smelled um, pineapple and you don't taste pineapple in the palate, that's okay. That's totally fine. So, the first thing that we're going to do is you're going to look to see how sweet or not sweet it is. So, how us as wine geeks and wine nerds say it is um, bone dry, dry, off dry, sweet, and then very sweet here in America. And so, if most wine, I would say, most wine is dry. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so most wine is a dry wine, and then you have... Usually it's labeled if it's not. Yeah. Typically on the back, it'll have, like, a sweetness indication for you. Yeah, on the bottom corner. And I feel like it's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious on the palate if it's sweet or not sweet, which level in there is a little yeah, bit more challenging. Yeah, you have to make sure you don't confuse sweetness with forward yeah so just because something is really really fruity doesn't make it a sweet wine so you have to really pay attention if you're salivating a lot it might not be a super sweet wine because that's the acidity in there yeah um so uh the next thing you're looking at is how it feels in your mouth typically 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 no one come for me please typically white wines are going to feel a little bit lighter in the mouth than a red wine. So like when you have like a big bold Shiraz from Australia, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot heavier than if you have a Chardonnay from a Sav Blanc, a Sav Blanc from New Zealand. Yeah. So those two, like they're going to feel differently in your mouth and like you kind of know it when you feel it, but like really pinpointing the specifics is hard, but I don't really think anyone who's watching or listening to this is going to give a shit about that. No. Not at all. Then alcohol, again, is the same thing in the nose, but this time you're kind of using your, like... Do you feel the warmth? Yeah, do you feel the warmth? Do you feel it in the back of your throat? That's kind of what you're looking for with alcohol, and again, that's the low, medium, and high. And then the things that we're looking for uh, with fruits and the non-fruits... Are the same thing. Is the same before. thing. It's just, what do you taste? So if you taste that, and you drink it, and you went, oh, that tasted just like a Band-Aid. Or you could be, like, a food memory. Oh, yeah, I've definitely done that. Like, this tastes like what my grandma used to drink. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, um, <laughs> I've definitely, like, eaten it when, or eaten it. I've definitely drinking it before and had our professor ask, like, oh, what do you think it tasted like? And I was like, oh, my gosh, it tasted like this dessert my grandma made for me one time when I was seven. And he was like, well, what was in it? I was like, I don't know. So, like, yeah, it seems like a stupid answer, but there are no stupid answers in wine. There's just not. Say whatever you feel, man. 
Next thing we're looking for is tannin and astringency. So tannins you're typically going to find in red wine, and astringency you're typically going to find in white wine. And Megan, do you want to explain that? Because I've been talking a lot. Tannins and astringency. So when you drink the wine, when you have it in your mouth, I mean, you're not. it's not going to feel like it's anything because the wine's still in your mouth. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something that happens after. It's so when you swallow it. When you swallow it. When you swallow it, your mouth will almost immediately dry into a mouth-like consistency. And your front lip will almost feel suction cup to the front teeth. And it just dries out your mouth. I think we said it in the last episode. I think we talked about the best way to describe it was like, we jokingly were saying it of, Oh, well, this stripped everything out of my mouth. And then Megan said, like, oh, I thought it was supposed to be refreshing. And, like, if you think those two things, it's astringic or it's tannic. If you're drinking a red or a white, that's like a good way to gauge yes. whether or not it's a tannic or astringic. And with drink. astringic, astringic usually is when it's a little bit more bitter. Yeah, well, yeah. I was I was gonna say something and then I realized I was wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if it's like a wine and in white wine, that's our next point is in white wine, is it bitter or is it like tart and sour? Because if you're like, oh, well, it was really sour, that's acidic not astringency and i know that that seems like a really who cares kind of difference but red wines can still be really acidic mm-hmm. white wines aren't really tannic there's you know so like yeah. it, it is it is a little different and in case you hear someone who thinks that they are really pretentious about wine be like i think this wine is very tannic and they're like drinking a white wine you can be like fact checked that's not true it's astringic you know, like, you know, it's, it's more of like an anecdote than anything actually useful to anybody else, but yeah, moving on. All right. Uh, <laughs> the last two things we're looking for are honestly, I think one of them is kind of opinion based. And then the other one is slightly opinion based, but also kind of not. And the two things we're looking for are balance and the finish of the wine. So when we talk about balance, that's what I think is kind of opinion based. See, that's the one... You can tell if a wine is, like, really out of balance. Like, if you drink it and you're like, that was the most sour thing I've ever had in my entire life, then it is too acidic, it's not balanced, it's not Yeah, because wine. to say things are balanced, like, it could be a little... It has, it's, like, within one or two... Yeah. Like, plus or minus kind of thing, because it can be a little acidic, but still be good, and it can be a little tannic, but still be balanced. Yeah, and there's also that sometimes you have a wine that's, like, maybe really heavy in one flavor, but it's also really heavy in another flavor, and that cancels each other out. So, yeah, it's heavy in different ways, but it's still a balanced, altogether taste. Yeah. And then the last thing that you're looking for is the finish, and I feel like a lot of people are really, really confused on what finish means in a wine. It just means how long you taste it for. So, like, if you take a sip of it and then, like, 20 seconds later, it's gone. It's It's got a short finish. If you're still tasting it like a minute or two later, it's got a nice long finish. I would say most, most wines are in a medium. Yeah, medium, yeah. And I know like there's... 30 seconds to like 40 seconds after you drink it. Um... No, I would say longer than that. I would say if it was like 30 seconds to like a minute, and then anything past a minute, I think would be high. But yeah, that's literally... I hope that that made sense, because it obviously makes sense to us because we're studying it. But I hope it makes sense to you guys. I hope it makes sense broken down a little bit and making tasting a little bit easier. But like we said, it, if you learn nothing else, just... Be confident, because that's what we learned the first week. As long as we're confident in our answer, 
if you could back your like yeah. shit up then you're right then you're right that's just it so if you're at a wine tasting with you know your friends or whatever and they're like trying to like be impressive and they say something you can be like that is false here's why and then back up your opinion and then who can argue with you you're right it's it's so or you're like i think this is right because of this boom perfect but yeah, all right, guys. Well, that's Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, that's all we have on tasting. Hope it made it a little bit easier to understand, a little bit more fun, and see you on the flip side. Uh...